0: Hey everyone, this is our midweek leadership podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. How's everybody doing? You doing good? Everybody feeling all right? Uh, all right, huge shout out to everybody who is listening, watching right now, they not in the room. Come on, give them a huge shout out, we're so glad. You're leaning in at this moment. Um, I'm gonna take, uh, take some time here. Um, so just kind of just get nice and comfy wherever you are. If you're listening right now or you're watching right now, we're so glad that you're taking this time So get your notes out. Um, we're going to go through, uh, first Kings chapter 19. We're going to spend some time, uh, kind of just jumping from verse to verse around. So just like this, this is not going to be like a, a real super, I got this one thought, and I'm just gonna preach the heck out of it. Uh, this, is, this is more of some musings, if you will, on, uh, yeah, that's right, that's, I, I know words. Uh, um, on 1 uh, Kings chapter 19, um, the, the subject that I wanna talk about is uh, being alone in leadership. Being alone in leadership. Uh, I heard this a while ago, um, when I was um, just, uh, I think it was, it, maybe it was in college I heard somebody say this, that leadership is lonely. And when I heard that, because uh, I was in a leadership position at that moment in college, I heard that, I was like, oh, it, it is, because you know, I was learning how to not, uh, I, I was learning how to lead my peers, which is always rough. Yep. Um, and so that, that, was, that was hard. Um, and so I, I really kind of resonated with that fact that leadership was you know lonely and and it, so as I've gone through um, different leadership spots in my life, um, I can honestly say yes there's there's truth to that statement, but I would also now like to give a caveat to that that I, I, I don't think it actually you should be lonely in leadership. Right. Um, there are some truths to like at some points, you're the one that is kind of, you're, you're by yourself making a decision or you're like, so I, I get that sentiment, but the, way more truth on the side of you don't want to be lonely in leadership because lonely leaders will turn out to burned out leaders yeah. really soon. Lonely leaders, lonely leaders will turn out into burned out leaders when they start thinking that they're the only one, yeah. okay? There's the, there's the poison uh, sentence right there, that I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the only one that's holding down the fort. I'm the only one who believes these things. My spouse doesn't even believe this. My, my friends don't even think this way. I'm the only one. We're the only family that does these kind of things. Everybody, uh, like, you know, these thoughts can start getting into your mind, and then they start building up to, I'm the only one who's not married, I'm the only one who is this, I'm the only one who doesn't have friends like this. Everybody else has really great friends, because I see them post about them all the time. But then I'm out here by myself just trying to hold it down, you know, and I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm alone, I'm alone at my job. Everybody else goes out, and hangs out together, but I'm the only one who doesn't do that, or I'm not ever asked. or I, this, this thing can kind of get into your mind really quick, um, especially when it comes to leadership, when you start thinking you're the only one that's holding this position down or you're the only one that's doing these things like this. Um, and so in 1 Kings 19, this is a chapter of Elijah just being lonely. That's what this chapter is about. Elijah, who had, uh, in, in I mean, you could arguably say he was just um, a part of one of the biggest miracles in God's uh, with God's kids yeah. since Moses and the Red Sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could arguably say that if you look through the Bible, you, Elijah and Mount Carmel and tons of fire, and, you know, God's real, Baal's not, you know, this, this whole thing. Comes back, the queen says, I'm going to kill you. That's the, that's the message. Makes him totally lose his whole perspective. And so then you get, in, um, you get into this idea, and so Elijah, verse 3 of 1 Kings 19 says, Elijah was afraid, fled for his life, He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone. That's what the, uh, it went on alone. And you see this later on in chapter 19, you'll see Elijah start talking. And what he says is he tells God, I'm alone. I'm I'm all by myself. So let me just talk through a couple of warning signs. This is going to be we're going to kind of hop around, okay, in this chapter. So it's not going to be it's not going to be just you know da, 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 da. we're going to kind of hop around. Um, so uh, Elijah later on in chapter 19 says, God, I'm uh, I'm all alone. I'm by myself. Well, if you read in verse four, he was with his servant, and then he decided to leave this servant here. So one of the warning signs of lonely leadership is when you make yourself alone. You're not alone, but you make yourself alone. You cut off invitations from people. You cut off uh, people who want to get coffee with you. You cut off people who want to spend time with you. You, uh, you don't come to church as much as you should anymore. You don't get to be, you don't start um, even listening to this leadership podcast. You decide not to do that because of the community it could bring to you or the community that you don't have at this moment because you decide, I'm not going to get into that right now because we all know the feeling of, well, I'm just going to be alone with my junk and I'm going to let my worry and I'm going to let my anxiety and I'm going to let my fear, we're going to all have a party together. And everybody else I'm going to push aside. But those people, they're invited. And then all of a sudden, you're wondering why you feel burned out about the purpose of God in your life, and you feel burned out about how, what God wants to do in your life. And go back to Elijah. Why? There's a moment here. Uh, there's just so much to talk about in this whole thing. Um. You, he he is uh, making a self-fulfilling prophecy at this moment. When he says, I'm all alone. You weren't alone. You made yourself alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Total warning sign. When you start doing that, we all know when we start doing this in our life. This is a warning sign to burn out. O- opposite is true. When you're always trying to be it. Now, this could be extrovert or introvert. Because I understand sometimes introverted people, you know, wh- you start feeling like, oh man, I need some time alone to recharge my batteries. That's totally fine, there's nothing wrong with that. But you also need really deep, good friendships because those also recharge your batteries, whether you're an extrovert or you're an introvert. And so you, we all need to understand, oh, this moment, am I cutting myself off from where God wants me to be when it comes to community? Because I don't want to be alone in leadership. I don't want to be lo- a lonely leader. Because if I'm a lonely leader, I'm putting myself in a, a warning spot where I'm not going to be the most effective person that I can, could be. And now Elijah made this. And then he goes on to say this, um... <laughs> Uh, go down, um, let's see, uh, he goes down, he went alone in the wilderness, traveling all day. This is verse, uh, I think, verse 4 still. Um, sat under, uh, under a solitary broom tree. I mean, this is like, <laughs> I don't want to even be around extra trees. <laughs> I just want to be around one tree, you know. <laughs> and then he said, then the next thing is, and he prayed that he might die. That's an awesome prayer. Yeah. Prayed that he might die. I, I'm thinking about, uh, as Elijah, I'm like, dude, you don't need to be praying. You just saw God answers your prayers. So this is stupid. Like, <laughs> like, I'm going to pray I might die. He says, and then he says this. And how many times have we said this to ourselves? I've had enough, Lord. I've had enough. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors who've already died. That's where he's at. When you start talking about, "I've had enough," can I just tell you right then, you need somebody in your life right now? When you start saying, "I've had enough, I've had enough." You need to get somebody, maybe a group of people, maybe your connect group, maybe uh, somebody in your life that you trust. I don't know who it is, but you got at that moment, that's a big warning sign. When you I have had enough. I can't take one more. At that moment, that, can I just tell you, that is the red light. That's the one that you just stop. And I, And here's the two things that you need from that person. You need to be able to be in a safe place where you can vent, where you can let stuff out. OK, where you don't have to say it all nice and pretty, you, you need to be able to have that spot, then you also need to be able to have where they can pour in. Now that you've got the junk out, OK, now I'm open. Now encourage me and tell me where I need to shift. Those two things need to be able to happen. When you, at that moment, say, I've had enough. At that moment, when I've had enough, okay, I need to go talk to somebody, I need to vent all my stupid stuff out. I know it's stupid, but I still need to say it. Because we all know. Okay, all these thoughts that I have, they're not true. All these, uh, uh, or maybe I'm the only one that has these thoughts, but I'm like, I know these thoughts aren't true, but they feel so true to me. They feel like they're just the, the like this is the most truth that I've ever had, but I also know that they're a complete lie, but they feel so true. At that moment, I got to vent all of that stuff out. I got I to tell that to somebody that I can trust, trust, and then I need to be open enough so that they can encourage the calling of God in my life. They can tell me where I need to shift. Okay, so it, it, it really is open to vent and open to receive. It can't be just one of them. If you don't vent and you just take in all the good, what you do at that moment is you take that good and you twist it in your mind and you start getting bitter. It, it takes it all in. All the encouragement, all the good stuff. All, and you twist it. No, well, they don't really know what I think. And you just, it, because you haven't gotten that out. Listen, opposite's true. If you just only vent, but then you don't receive encouragement and instruction at that moment, you just walk around empty. Yeah. And guess what? Empty things get, usually get filled with a lot of that junk again. Yeah. And then you get into a cycle where your leader is only here so you can dump on them and just that relationship does not work and so that at that moment that's when you got to understand i gotta have these two when you get to the moment that elijah said i've had enough we all know that all know that moment we all have that probably every day if you have kids for sure uh you know there there are moments where you just feel that very very uh But this is a moment where you go, okay, it, oh, we'll keep going because I got a lot. Oh, man. Okay. Um, there, then you go down in uh, chapter 19. He's There's some moments here we could talk about a whole bunch. I, honestly, you could just read this chapter like forever, over and over again. It's so meaty and full of so many good things. Um, feel bad for Elijah because it's not really an awesome <laughs> chapter for him. But it's yeah. great for me to learn from. Uh, so, um he, uh, he, he literally, like, takes, like, a Jonah kind of thing and, like, runs away from everything he's supposed to be doing. He, yeah. he goes 40 days and nights out into the wilderness. I don't have time to show you on a map, but he actually starts recreating where Israel came in to Judah and Israel, where God called them to be. He goes back to where, like, heading back to Egypt, which is wild and he stops at Mount Sinai. That's where he stops, 40 days, and finally hits Mount Sinai. So it's also a picture of Elijah was saying, I'm done with what God's done doing, and I'm going back, and I'm going way back to where, so that's a whole nother thing we don't even have time to talk about. Um, and then the Lord speaks to Elijah in verse nine says, but the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? There's warning number three. What are you doing here? When you've realized that you have been doing stuff, but you're doing stuff with no purpose, and you're doing stuff with no like direction, that's when you know, okay, I've got some lonely leadership stuff that i got to deal with at this moment. When you can sit down, and when somebody says to you, or maybe somebody um, uh, somebody says to you, or also uh, you you um, you're talking, and you and 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 they look to you and say, "I have had enough." I and then and then all of a sudden, at this moment, you're like, "Okay, I've had enough. I'm done." And then this person who's leading you looks at you and says, "Well, what are you doing here?" Mm-hmm. What? and you can't answer them? Or you're just feeling like, I just, I don't, this is a warning sign. All leaders should have purpose in their life. Yes. All of us should have yeah. should know what we're doing and yeah. why we're doing it. And if we don't know those things, we need to find answers to those things. If we're leading in our job, if we're leading it, um, if we're just doing things in our family that we don't know why we're doing those, like why we're talking to our kids this way or why we're doing this thing with our kids or why we're doing this thing at our job, or why are we doing this thing at church or what And we don't have those answers, and it so uh, feels like I'm walking from here to here to here, but I got no purpose. What you're doing is you're expending a lot of energy, but you're not getting a lot of things done. And that can really, really demotivate people. And people feel like they're by themselves. Everybody else is, has purpose. Everybody else is doing their thing. Everybody else knows what they're doing. But what am I doing here? Yeah. What am I doing here? Yeah. And so, you know, and, and honestly, you got to be, you gotta, at that moment, you got to be honest. You know, with Elijah, like when God asked him, what are you doing here? Elijah should have said at this moment, being a baby. But when you're when you're hurting and you're alone, honesty's not really top on the priority list. You know, and also you don't really believe that. You right. believe everything that you've done is right. That, that's what you feel. Yeah. So that's why Elijah said, I've zealously served the Lord God Almighty. I love how he just so you know I've done it right. You know, that's the first thing he says. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you. It, just so you know, you want to know when you're alone, when you're, you're walking down the wrong road, when you point to yourself that you've done it all good and everybody else has done it all wrong. Okay. That, just so you know, super warning sign there as well. Uh, Torn down your altars, killed every one of your prophets. I'm the only one left and now they're trying to kill me too. You know how much lies are in that thing that he just told God? First of all, They haven't killed every one of the prophets. In fact, all the prophets who just died were Baal prophets. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, 400 Baal prophets were dead. But now he has, in his mind, switched it to everybody else. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Well, that's not even true because you read down further, you realize that God has 7,000 people. In Israel, that have never bowed to Baal, that would and never served him, seven thousand people. And you think you're the only one? This this is how lonely leadership can get so uh, dysfunctional. Where you you could walk into a church where there's tons of people who love God, and you feel like you're the only one. You can walk into your team and feel like I'm the only one that's holding up this thing, but there's other people that are holding this up too. You just don't know it, yeah. and so But we start to believe we're the only one. We're the only one. We're the only one. I'm telling you that lonely leadership will kill you. It will. There's more that I need to say here, or I want to, but I'm not going to. Um, so we're gonna fast forward a little bit, okay? Uh, God kind of reworks him, kind of just <laughs> smacks him around a little bit, kind of scares him a little bit with some earthquakes and fire and all, and all those kind of stuff, um, and then talks to him again. And then the Lord said to him, verse 15, the Lord told him, and here's, the, here's some healthy signs that you can get back from being in lonely leadership, okay? Just this one thing that God says here. Then the Lord told him, go back the same way you came, and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. Go back the same way you came. One of the best ways to get out of this lonely leadership, I'm all alone, I'm by myself, No one, it, one of the best ways to get somebody back from this as well, they got to do the hard work yeah. of going back the way they came. Yeah. You can't fast forward yeah. what has happened that you all these lies that you've told yourself all this stuff so many times we feel like once we get a revelation of oh I'm not the only one or I I do have people around then we're like okay let me get back and let me do all that no 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 no. you got to do the hard work now you got to go back the way you came. You got to fight every lie and, and and make sure that that lie is dead. You have to go back. There is a time to get healthy. There are moments. So I, I just want to say sometimes uh, in church, we uh, fast forward health and we, because we want, um, we just want people to uh, get into a position. But we we don't schedule people. We pastor people. And so what that means is sometimes it takes a little longer, make, but it makes sure that we get healthy people in the right places as best we can. Now, we, you know, everybody's responsible for their own spirit. But sometimes there, there just has to be a, I got to go back the, the, the way I came. I, I, I put a lot of junk into my heart, and I had some stuff that was just swirling around. I want to make sure that that stuff isn't below the surface and then pops up again in three weeks so i gotta do the work here to go back the way i came i'm sure elijah was like dude can't god you just god can't you just yeah do a little that's a long walk <laughs> heck yeah it is health is long yes. yeah. health does take some time getting right does take some time it's okay Celebrate every victory. Celebrate every step back. That that's okay. Make make it some man. I'm, I keep going. I keep going. But it does take a, a, some time, and that's okay. So I want to make sure that we don't look. We're not microwave leaders. That we're just like, oh, let's put them in for 15 seconds, and they'll be hot and awesome and ready to go. No, like you, that, that's not. I I want I want my bread cooked in the oven, not the microwave, because I know when that happens in the microwave. And I know what it's piping out of the oven. And though sometimes it takes a little longer, we want that kind of growth. Yes. Yes. We want that. We want that in ourselves. We want that in other people. And then, um, then God says to him, then anoint Jehu, grandson of Nimshah, to be king of Israel. Anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, or from the town of Abel Maloa to replace you as my prophet. Interesting. God says, okay, I want you to go back the way you came. Okay? Health. And then also, I want you to start pouring into this person, this person, and this person. Anoint a new king of Israel, anoint a new king of Judah, and anoint the prophet that's going to follow you. Best ways to understand that I'm not alone is to pour yourself into other people. Yep. Now, don't do that when you're unhealthy because that just is a, a butt for all of us, okay? You know, you're just re- reproducing just all of this stuff that um, just nobody wants. But when you are healthy or uh, healthy as you can be and you start putting your mind not on, oh, I'm all alone. But you put your mind on how can i get this person to be the next all of a sudden guess what happens you're not alone Mm -hmm. just like that you're not alone you're around people again and you're helping other people get to where they need to be and this beautiful thing happens every time we get our mind and our hearts off of ourselves God just starts bringing so much health and beauty into our life. It's awesome how this happens. I've seen it time and time again. The more and more that you keep inward focused on yourself, guess what? You're going to be alone, by yourself. I want to die. I've had enough, all of this stuff. The moment you start going, I want to pour into somebody else. I want to help somebody else. Here is my next. Here's what this person that God has me, at the moment you start doing this, all of a sudden community comes into your life. Purpose comes into your life. You're more excited about what God has for you in the future. You start seeing your job in a different light. You start seeing your family in a different light. All of these things start happening because now you have your eyes off of yourself and on somebody else. This is how the kingdom works. It works when we get our eyes off of ourselves and then we don't live in this lonely leadership. So, so God, we're praying right now at this moment, help us not fall into this lonely leadership trap. God, help us not uh, get burned out because we think we're the only ones. Father, I'm praying that we would feel the strength of community. We would feel the strength of your spirit working in our life. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that, God, you would help us at every moment. God, to take the right steps toward community, the right steps towards people in our life, and that we would feel what heaven feels like, God, in every step, even today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.